Welcome to another episode of Pimp Your Brilliance with Monique Malcolm, a podcast about brilliant people leveraging their passions to create their own opportunities. I aim to show you what's really possible when you shut down the course of fear and lean into your genius zone. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting keepchasingthestars.com backslash podcast, or come hang out with me on Instagram at starchasersonly. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, Star Chasers, welcome to mini-sode number five. If you're looking for more information about this episode, you can check out the show notes at keepchasingthestars.com backslash M5. Today, we're going to be talking about setting goals and specifically about reevaluating the type of goals that you are setting. I am a huge proponent of setting goals. I feel like all of the big, really important achievements that I have made as a business person and as a creative has come as a result of setting goals and really kind of honing in on that process. But I understand that there's a lot of information about goal setting that doesn't really hit on some of the most important pieces. And some of those things are habits and discipline and setting action-based goals versus outcome-based goals. There's not very much conversation about that. Most of the information about setting goals revolves around the generic advice. So setting smart goals, making sure that you write your goals down, breaking your goals into small, actionable chunks. And there's nothing wrong with that advice. It's exactly correct. You can totally use that and achieve your goals. But I have found that when you're really getting started with goal setting and trying to figure out what works for you, sometimes you have to switch how you do things until you kind of get it down. Because chances are, if you aren't making real progress towards your goals, or if you're feeling discouraged after working really hard towards them, it's time to reevaluate some things. And this is totally okay. Because with setting goals, there's a lot of experimentation, there's a lot of trial and error, and most of it's just trying to find strategies and habits that work for you. I'm just going to dive right in and we're going to talk about outcome-based goals and action-based goals. So I'm going to give you an example. Let's say, for example, you are setting a goal to grow your blog by 20%. That's a great goal. If you add a timeline to it, then you are hitting all of the SMART goal criteria. So it's specific, it's measurable, it's actionable, it's realistic, and it's time bound. So setting a goal to grow your blog by 20% over the next 90 days, it hits all of that criteria. But there are some problems there because how much of the outcome for this goal can you actually control? Sure, you can utilize all of the proven strategies, and I say proven in air quotes because what works for somebody may or may not work for you, but that's not going to guarantee the result. There are simply factors that you just can't control and you cannot influence, and those are things like websites crashing or Google changing its algorithm or the fickleness of website visitors, or let's say you get a lot of traffic from Pinterest, so what if your traffic on Pinterest declines? There's things that can happen that you can't directly influence. And because of that, these various factors that are at play can have an effect on your ability to actually achieve your goal. So maybe it's time to reevaluate and change your perspective of how you set goals. So maybe it's time to reevaluate and change your perspective of how you set goals. And that's where outcome-based goals versus action-based goals come into play. So an outcome-based goal is a goal that's focused on the end result. So that example I gave of wanting to grow your blog 20%, that 20% growth is the outcome, that's your end result. An action-based goal is a goal that you set that's based on the actions you need to take or the processes that need to be completed. 
So they are more supportive of habits and discipline because you can choose each day to do specific and measurable actions to achieve that goal because your goal is based on the actual actions that you're taking. Make sense? So how do you switch from outcome-based goals to action-based goals? Some of it takes a little bit of experimentation, but instead of focusing on outcomes that you can't completely control, you kind of have to switch gears and try setting goals that command action instead. So think about it from this perspective. To achieve an outcome, you must take action. So basically the action that you take is going to eventually fuel the outcomes that you're looking for. So an action-based goal is really going to help you with habit development and it's going to help you with flexing your discipline muscles. And really, you want those discipline muscles and those habit muscles to be super strong. You want them to be like popping because in the long run, when you're trying to achieve bigger, badder, more complicated goals, you want to really have mastered habits and discipline because that's what's going to really support that growth. We don't talk enough about building habits to support goals or utilizing processes or being disciplined to achieve your goals. The conversation is mostly focused on like, here are the steps that you need to do to make this goal a reality, but there's not a lot of conversation about, here's how you build habits for yourself that support that goal. And that is a really missed opportunity because a lot of times, most of our goals, especially goals that we have like related to like fitness and health and even business goals, a lot of them are more reflective of habits that we need to create and develop. Like for example, if you have a fitness goal, you may say, yeah, I want to fit into a certain size pants. And yeah, that's great, but that's an outcome. What's really gonna get you to that, that outcome is the habits. So are you going to the gym on a regular basis? Are you drinking enough water? Are you sleeping enough? Are you eating enough? Those habits, those types of things that you have to do consistently on a daily basis is what's going to get you to the outcome. So in a lot of ways, these action-based goals are stronger in the short term because they help you get to the out. They help you get to the outcome a lot faster in the long term because you have built these actual routines into your life that support that outcome. So for example, with this idea, or I'm sorry, for example, with this goal to grow our blog by 20%, there's going to be things, certain work that you have to do on a consistent basis that is going to support that growth. And that's all action-based. And again, if you're not taking action, then you're not investing time in doing the work that's going to cause the growth and the sustainable growth that you want. So here's an example of putting together a plan for an action-based goal. So continuing with our working example of growing our blog by 20%. Again, the 20% is your outcome-based goal, but that's not what we're gonna focus on. Instead, we're going to switch this goal up a bit and we're gonna create an action-based goal. And so our action-based goal is going to be, I'm going to publish 12 blog posts over the next 90 days. So immediately when you look at that, goal, you see that it's all based on the actions that you're going to take. So you could do batch writing of all 12 posts, you know, the first month, or you could make a plan to write one post a week so that you hit 12 at the end of the 90 days. However, you decide to break it up. The whole thing is that over the next 90 days, you need to make sure 
that 12 posts go live on your site. That is your focus. That is your goal. And that's what you need to build habits and actions around supporting. What this could look like for you is say you, you know that you need 12 posts. So you're going to start with brainstorming 12 topics that you can fill in for those 12 posts and then putting together an editorial calendar of when these posts need to go live. So now you have a schedule. You know when everything needs to be up on your site. You've completed the first step. Your next step would be making sure that you have a process documented for how you write and schedule your blog post. So the easiest way for you to do that is to grab a sheet of paper, spend 30 minutes, and write down every single step in your blog post writing process. So that's starting at creating an outline, all the way to creating an image, to getting it formatted on your website, and then scheduling it or pushing it live to your website. So all of the steps in between there, that is your process. And here's where I'm gonna give you a super secret tip. And it's not even a secret, but I don't think a lot of people focus enough on this. When you are scheduling things for yourself to do, so specifically for your habits, the work that you need to get done, you need to be scheduling your processes. So a lot of times we may put on our calendar, like write a blog post. That's great. But are you writing an entire post in one sitting? Are you doing the entire process in one sitting? Because most of the times we're not. So if you are breaking up your blog writing process into multiple days, you need to schedule the work that you're doing on the specific day. So if on the first day you're only outlining and creating a rough draft, then that's what you put on your schedule. So you take your processes, the whole, you know, the list of steps that you have for your blog post and you reverse engineer when it needs to get done so that you can do it on time. And once you've done that, you just rinse and repeat for the remainder of the 90 days so that you get the full 12 posts up when you're supposed to. So now here comes the big part, which is measuring our progress. So with the goal of, of publishing 12 blog posts over 90 days, that's not a hard thing to figure out if you passed or failed. Like, did you get the 12 post up in that 90 day window? If you did, yay, you reached your goal. If you didn't, then you need to evaluate and figure out what went wrong. But on the other side of that, you're also able to track your stats from the beginning of the quarter to the end of the quarter to see what your actual growth was. So as I mentioned earlier, your action supports the outcome. So you may find that at the end of this 90 day period, you grew by 20% or you could have even grown by more than 20% just by committing weekly to having these posts go out and go live, the consistency of that can have a a huge effect on your outcome. But in the end, you'll find that you are left feeling more accomplished and more motivated because you focused on work that you could actually do yourself. And honestly, when you think about it, doing the work is always a good thing. So if you are feeling like your goals, you're not really reaching them, It's time for a change. You need to reevaluate. You need to figure out a new strategy. I want you to give action-based goals a try and see if that works for you. And then after you do, I want you to come back and let me know what you think. And that's it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening. Learn more about this show and get access to show notes by visiting keepchasingthestars.com. While you're there, make sure you subscribe for updates. I'll be back next week. And in the meantime... Go out there and pimp your brilliance.